Welcome to Script to Screen's Talks podcast. Script to Screen is a charitable organization dedicated to developing the craft and culture of storytelling for the screen in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Part of our annual program, the Talk series, brings the creative community together to hear inspirational speakers delve into their creative process, craft, philosophy, or the broader creative landscape. Join us in this corridor about taking your film to audiences in a COVID world, held in Wellington in May 2021, with New Zealand producers Georgina Conda and Vicky Pope. They talked to moderator and producer Alex Cole Baker about their experiences taking their recent feature films to audiences in a world seriously impacted by COVID-19. Georgina is co-producer of long-awaited drama Cousins, and Vicky Pope is producer of ambitious debut feature Savage. The films have had a similar journey. They were both released theatrically in New Zealand in 2020 and are now both in the top 20 films of all time in New Zealand, having each earned more than $1.5 million during their theatrical runs at the New Zealand box office. Here, Georgina and Vicky discuss how they dealt with disruptions to their cinematic releases, the unexpected opportunities that arose along the way, and what they think will be helpful for you to know while the world adapts to this pandemic and a new normal. I would like to introduce to you, although you probably have already read and heard and seen them around about with all their films, um, two spectacular producers. Um, Vicky Pope, to my right here, uh, is producer of Savage. Uh, she has also produced Gardening with Souls, uh, with Soul, sorry, and Two Little Boys, which got renamed, um, and has a, a past of producing short films and commercials I'm right, and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and then Georgina Condor is producer of Cousins, was also producer of Breaker Upperers and Reunion, and has a past life as a line producer, including Boy. Um, so, you know, a lot of experience to draw from um, tonight, but of course we are concentrating on Savage and Cousins. Can I just do a quick little read of the room and see who's who we've got in here? Plus, it's quite hard to see, so I'm going to have to guess. How many people here are producers? Put your hand up, please. Okay, that's two and a couple not sure yet. <laughs> um, how many people have ever released a film, a feature film? One. How many think they're going to in the next two years? All right, so that's why you're here. And the rest of you, uh, anybody here students at the moment and learning, come for some extra? Yep. And then car directors? One. Cast actors? Technicians? Other interested film people? <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, excellent. All right. So uh, both of um, both Georgina and Vicky were. We're going to find out tonight whether they were lucky or unlucky enough to release during a COVID landscape, and whether that made any difference. What difference it might have been. Um, I'd like you both to just introduce your film by saying, uh, first of all, name of the film, when you released and when you planned to release. So just a very quick question to start us off. Um, yeah, so my films are called Savage. Are we going to watch the trailers? Do we, are we yeah, doing that? Yeah. Really are we going to do yeah. that after this? Yeah, okay. if, if that works for you both, yeah. to do that. Yeah. Say when you planned and when you did, and then we'll watch it. Um, so um, 
my film is Savage, and uh, we shot that in 2018, and uh, we're lining up a release in April 2020, and uh, ended up uh, releasing it in September that year. Um, so Cousins, we shot um, August, September of 19, and I really don't remember what our original release date was um, because it moved around a lot, but basically because of COVID, we um, got pushed out by about six months. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, and we released in um, March and we're still in cinemas. Yes. Just. Just. <laughs> yeah. So we'll watch the trailers, but they both have done exceptionally well. Um, I wanted to say that they both made it to number one in the box office and both had over 1.5, uh, at about 1.5 million, and they're both um, on, on par. So that's quite nice. I don't have to sort of mention one did, <laughs> did better or worse than the other. They've both done um, equally brilliantly. So um, if you don't know a lot about New Zealand box office, that is a great number to have reached. So I'm excited to hear how you got there. Put it down. Hold down! Hey, none of us are angels. Probably the opposite. We wouldn't be gangsters if we always did what we were told. Hey? Why do you wear that mask? So you can see who I am. You'd bring shame on us. We'll look after each other, okay? Me and you. Society put us in a hole. Freedom, that's all we want. To let your beast out, boys. Be a savage. Take one small job. You got this. I got it. I'm your first. Why didn't you come back? Mum searched for you for ages. If you knew me, this wouldn't want me. Mum doesn't want to see you. Why would she, hmm? You're just like the old man. You stood side, you when I take over president. I'm personally gonna fuck you up myself. One of us is gonna end up in the box. And it ain't me. Everyone can see who you are. You want me to kill him? You don't go hardcore. You're gonna take me down with you.
Mata? Cousin Makareta. You remember? When we were young. What happened to you, Mata? There you are. You're coming with me today. Why is she good to go? There's to be no contact with the Mari family. I am her legal guardian. I often think of my cousin. But she didn't have anyone. She had us. They didn't know where she went, cousin. They knew. They just wouldn't tell us. going to get you back, mother. I promise. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's your name, eh? I know your people. I'd like to introduce one of our honor students, Makarita Pairama. It's Pairama. Makarita Pairama. He's not scary, just ugly like you. Your place is here on this land, girl. Yeah, you better run, you little baby. Where are you from, dear? I'm from the Mercy Home for Desolate Children. What about your people? They didn't want to keep me. I tried to find you, Mata. We all did. They're so cool, aren't they? Um, all right, well, look, let's start with um, Vicky, because you released... First, you released uh, in September. What was going on in the um, theatrical um, exhibition space at that time? What what were you heading into? What was possible and what was not possible? As a real starting starting point there. Um, yeah. So um, it was it was quite a crazy time, um, and. The theatrical landscape across the world was, and still is, um, suffering as, as a result of COVID. Um, that meant cinemas closing across the world, um, festivals being cancelled, um, and a lot of the big studio releases um, being pulled. Or at the time that we were releasing, um, the, the studio releases that still remained in place were bumping around on their schedule. Um, Can you just explain exactly what that means? Because just thinking yeah. about who's here, like yeah. So um, so when when you're when you when you sort of head into a release, one of the big things that you decide is the date that you're going to go out on, and that is really carefully strategized um, in partnership with your distributor. And there are all sorts of things that come into play around how you date the film. Often it's got to do with um, something related to your film, like uh, 
Florian Harbish's film's just gone out on uh, um, James and Izzy, which hopefully lots of you have seen. Um, but that, went out, that was dated on around Mother's Day. Um, other, th other things that come into play are, are what else is on the schedule. And the schedule is, is basically literally a schedule of the, the films that are, are booked and, and the dates that they're booked on to go out to be released in cinemas. And one of the things for New Zealand films is that you're always um, competing, well, traditionally, and, until COVID struck particularly, um, competing with um, the large-scale studio blockbusters um, for dates. So it's not ideal to go out against um, the big studio blockbusters because they just suck up all of the um, audiences. So um, that means for New Zealand films, you're often, you know, quite mobile on the schedule uh, because those studios, you know, films can come up and book into dates that you've already pre-booked and and suddenly kill the date for you, so you have to re-strategize around that. Um, but with COVID in the mix, it, it removed a lot of the studio blockbuster films from the schedule. They all got cancelled, and and a lot of them still haven't come back into the into the booking schedule. But um, the ones that remained, we we were dealing with um, Tenet, which was. Um, globally seen as a film that um, could potentially reignite the box office. So there was quite a lot of pressure around the, that film in particular, around whether it would go out and um, whether it could show that there were still audiences prepared to go to cinemas. And um, yeah, so, so it was a really um, fluid environment and much more than it normally would be. And um, we... Our, our sort of run at the at the um, going out really started uh, the year before. We we finished our film um, and delivered it in, in sort of October 2019, and um, we're lucky because we're and looking back now, we were super lucky because we were uh, we we basically delivered and went straight into two international festival selections. So we we. Um, literally delivered one week and then we were on a plane to go to Busan and London film festivals um, with the film to screen it internationally um, and then, you know, came back to start um, working towards our, our release, which was initially strategised to, to go out in April um, 2020. And it was funny, it's funny looking back on it because at the time I remember feeling Worry. My biggest worry was actually the other New Zealand films at the time because um, to me they were sort of a, in a way our greatest competition and um, I, I certainly don't see um, other films, New Zealand films as competition. Usually I'm super supportive of all our films but um, you know when you're trying to book dates there's, 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 you're kind of always trying to figure out well what else is going to be out and um, we, our distributor was Madman and they had on their slate for 2020, they had um, The Legend of Baron Toa, This Town, Baby Done, and Us. So four, um, as well as 660, 660, I think that was on theirs as well. Was, was I think it was. Or maybe it wasn't, but 60, 60 was coming through as well. So quite a few films that actually commercially were showing quite good prospects for box office. And um, so... <laughs> We, and, and we actually had been looking at dates in October um, 2020, but Baby Done dated and everybody everybody felt that that was going to be very commercially successful. So 
Um, we then looked at February and Baron Toa dated, and then we went to April and, and landed on April, and we were very comfortable with that date and had kind of figured out a strategy to go out around that when COVID struck. And um, it was... It got things just got more and more complicated from there. Um, I was saying I was saying to the guys before that um, one of the things I did. I'm, I'm usually quite media shy, but one of the things that I have done in the last um, wee while is is a radio interview because uh, with Simon Morris on RNZ because um, I had a media personality come to me and say, "Oh my God, you know you've you've been so lucky. All the studio blockbusters have gone." Um, that you know, audiences are going to just go running into the to the to the theatres and and watch your film, and and it's such a boom time for New Zealand films, and um, how fortunate for you. But it really, really did not feel like that at all, and we we had to work in ways that um, you know normally filmmakers would not be required to to um, try and survive the year and try and. Um, do the absolute best that we could for the film. And um, for us, it had been a, you know, it had been a sort of, by the time we got ready to release it, it had been an eight-year journey of nurturing a film and um, the screenplay and pouring, you know, all of our love into this project and um, surviving all sorts of things to get it to a stage where we could get it to release. And suddenly... All we had was 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 COVID, and um, we the complications came out in things like um, these studio blockbusters films, like Tenet, move, bumping around in dates, so we'd date and then we'd have to shift again. And um, we had a we were fortunate because we had a UK theatrical um, release that was um, going to go out following our New Zealand release, and. Um, they and the UK, our UK distributor, um, made a sale to a, a, a um, to MGM, and that forced them to date um, the UK. And we were very committed to making sure that the film went out in New Zealand. So we were suddenly forced to, in amongst all the other manoeuvrings, um, it sort of eventually squeezed us into a spot where we just couldn't move anymore. And it was quite a strange time because we'd get these calls of, um, you've got a great sale to MGM, but, but, and then there would be, but it's going to date your film and <laughs> you have to go out on this date. And um, that, you know, so I, I, I'd, I'd have that, it was a real roller coaster of, um, you know, this is great, but this is terrible. <laughs> and um, we ended up, um, uh, we ended up uh, going, finishing up, putting our date down, and then we had the Auckland. Yeah, um, there was there was another another, another lockdown. lockdown. So, so so we had this um, this whole run towards a date, and um, the run um, for those of you that haven't done it before is quite substantial. So you it, it involves strategizing all of your PR and your marketing, and and for us with a film like Savage, we'd worked a lot with community cast and um, we carried them with us through the process of making it and, and you know, we had a sort of a duty of care to them all to take the film back because for particularly for community cast, it was the first time any of them had been ever involved in a film and it was a really big deal. 
So we had a lot of people around the film who were just desperate to see it. And I'd been, you know, trying to keep people abreast of what we were doing, but um, but consistently it would change. So and and I was super aware of just things like if we put a premiere date down, then all of my community cast around the country are going to book their flights and. I was aware that if they booked flights and then the dates moved again, it would be at a cost to them. And so it got, it's sort of, as you can tell from the from the things that I'm laying out, complicated. <laughs> okay, can I leap, leap in a little yeah. with just um, where that's, that's going in my mind to ask you though is, obviously, yeah, things shifted. We all had the, the giant lockdown in, in March um, last year and then the current COVID landscape. What do you think of what you went through then is still going to be a, um, a risk or a concern or something to work around for people now? I mean, I think we still think that lockdowns could be possible. And so what did that mean for you when you suddenly had that lockdown and, and could that kind of thing happen again? Um, I, I certainly think it can still happen again. I don't I don't think by any stretch that we're, you know, through the end of this, but... Um, I, th I mean, in a way, I think the people have perhaps feel a little bit more secure in the, you know, the patterns of things a bit more now, so that, um, you know, perhaps the blows feel a little bit less um, unanticipated. Um, but, you know... You did I, great I was, things, though. Like yeah, we were, we were... It was four amazing. Four different... Uh, now, were they the cast and crew or the premiere? It's the premiere. It was the so premiere. So I attended one, one of four <laughs> that were on on the same night. So, I mean, I think for producers particularly, you, you guys have had to really just, um, you know, Rubik's Cube your brains to pieces to, to just suddenly deal with that. I was, yeah. you know, I was trying to sort of think how to... Because, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm... I've, just leapt, leapt in to, to help with this um, from yesterday. Um, you know, that sort of beginning, middle and end journey of this, that when you were in the thick of it, you must have had to have used your brain sort of massively um, and just keep things going. It's a, it's a quintessential film, you know, skill set. It's kind of what we all do when we, when we make things is, is, you know, get used to uh, changing, challenging environments. So in a, in a way you know, our resilience in relation to the situation, we couldn't have been better armed in a way. And yeah, we did lots of fun stuff and, and things that, you know, normally would have taken, um, you know, a month to plan we did in a day. So it, it, it compressed all of our timeframes. Um, but you make good decisions. And um, yeah, and we did things like the premiere night was, we had, um, we ran, four screenings of the film across two screens because we could only put 100 people at a time in a cinema space. So um, we, Sam and I um, a, um, and, and Wayne Harpy ran around the four screenings. So we had, um, which actually was really fun, you know, and we just didn't stop. The downside of it was that we, we literally didn't stop. So we didn't get a chance to talk with people a lot, which you, normally is, is such a big part of a premiere experience because um, we, we totally missed our... We started the evening with our cast and crew screening um, and by the time we'd got round of our other three film introductions and back to the 
the cast and crew drinks session, it had sort of all wrapped up. So we kind of missed out on that. But it did it actually seem like really fun. And, and amongst all of that stress, I have to say how much they just seemed uh, very calm, very enthusiastic and just took everyone along for that ride. Um, now, Georgina, you would have been seeing all of this ahead, having also finished your film and been looking for a date. You would have been watching what everyone else was doing and deep in all of that, what happened uh, for you with your distribution um, plans and, uh, yeah, do you want to talk about what happened there? We, um, we've we actually released two films in COVID. So we had Reunion, um, which is a psychological thriller, um, and that, and then, and then Cousins, and um, both we were affected by no film festivals by then, or if there were film festivals, they were virtual. Um, and with Reunion, we got into um, we got into some festivals, um, and we've got MPI as our um, as our world sales, and they weren't prepared for us to be involved in that because they were worried about security um, pirating. So even though we got into some festivals, we had to say no. Um, and then with Cousins, we got. Um, shortlisted for quite a few, um, but they never got in because they were festivals that would usually have, you know, anywhere from 50 to like 200 films and they were now showing just seven and again virtually. So for us that, um, you, you know, you get you get the first decline and you think, oh, well, it's fine, you know, we'll be fine, there's plenty more and you get the second and the third. And then you decide, well, you know what, we did, and ultimately we always had this in the back of my mind, we made this film for New Zealanders. So so we just decided it, we would just go. And um, But also on the back of that, so that's what happened with both of those. Um, and with both of our films, we lost our distributors um, because of COVID. And um, it, it, can you just say kind of like what what you really mean by that? Like, what did they do? Then we don't like you anymore. Uh, no, or we don't want no, to do it. We can't do it. What? No, they, they they said for financial reasons they couldn't do it anymore. Um, and so we then had to um, fill a gap in your finance plan. Oh, well, that, that's the interesting thing. Uh, yes, yes, you do. Um, but you can't because you're fully budgeted and you're contracted and you've actually spent that money in, in most ways. Um, so we had to then go out and find new distributors and, um, it, yeah, that was quite a challenge. Um, more so for Reunion than with Cousins, actually. So with Cousins... Um, We've got another film at the moment that we've just shot called Going Going and um, we were working with Vendetta and really loving that experience with Vendetta and although we'd initially spoken to them about Cousins, someone else had courted us quite hard because um, for those of you that don't know, Cousins was actually in development for over 20 years. We have had it for the last seven um, but uh, a lot of amazing female producers and directors before us have had it and so... Um, our original distributors had come on board earlier when actually Gaylene Preston was trying to do it. So, um, and we felt that they were right. So we were able to actually go to Vendetta and Vendetta have been amazing. Um, it's, um, 
it's quite a big film for Vendetta. Like they they've done Born to Dance before, but usually they do smaller films. And um, but they have been amazing and so supportive. And so when Vicky was talking about the dating, I think in many ways, I mean it's terrifying for us anyway. But it is even more terrifying for them because that is their only business. So if they date it wrong, they're fucked. You know, you've had it. Um, I was going to say that. Um the thing that I saw happening from a distance with the distributors who, you know, they, they've got a slate of films. Mm. So we were one on the Madman slate of, I don't know how many films, maybe 15 or something. And every time dates shifted or lockdowns happened, they had to shift their whole slate of films, which means redating, recommunicating with all, you know, with the hundred, hundred and something cinemas around the country and rebooking all their PR and, and you could see, yeah. like, from a distance, you could see how stretched, and they're quite small teams, you know, and Mad Men's team is, is really only three or four people, so it's, it's just a phenomenal amount of work that they were having to cope with. And, you know, I, I, was, I never felt it. I was, I was always so impressed with, you know, their capacity to cope. But, um, but they also have to even change their strategy because most, yeah. for our two films, the strategy was you get into an international festival. Um, Reunion, the director, Jake Mahaffey, had done, I mean, he had done very well in festivals before. He had won the Spirit Award, which is like this independent award for a very small film that we made a few years ago go called Free Indeed. So we were expecting to have on the poster some really nice festivals yeah, and then everyone would go. On yeah, yeah, and then everyone would go and we'd be fine. And that didn't happen. So your strategy actually had to start again. And with Reunion, we ended up kind of going into partnership with a company called um, 387. And we're their first ever New Zealand film. They've now done... Um, they did Dawn Rage, didn't they, Chris? Yeah, yeah they did, right? Yeah. yeah. So they were already, um, they were getting ready for Dawn Rage, but they'd never done it before. So even then, just working with them, and we kind of did it in partnership. So we had to put in some money, and they did the rest. So it's, yeah, a different what do, way. What do you think that you, you um, notice had changed with the audience uh, for the release of Cousins that you think is still... Gonna, you know, that, that's going to be how it is. And whether that's with theatrical or with... Well, you're still in cinema, so we, we, we'll come to some yeah. um, digital... I mean, we've been incredibly lucky. Um, we've been in over 120 cinemas, so that in itself is, is unheard of. It's because there is no other content, which is amazing. But... Um, and and um, right from the beginning, actually, uh, most of the big said we'll hold you for four weeks which again doesn't usually happen they'll usually commit to two weeks and then if you don't do well you're out um reunion was like that it was two weeks and you're out um uh, some kept us if they're doing well but actually right from the get-go they were saying you know four weeks um but like vicky we found auckland very very slow so when we when we released auckland was in um so, yeah, sorry, I've been living in London, so I don't, I find your, find the levels here a little bit hard. But basically, when we released in, in Rotorua, we had a socially distanced premiere. We had five cinemas, um, but Auckland was still um, completely shut down. Um, and so Auckland cinemas couldn't open until our third week. Um, and overall, we found the Auckland audience has been really slow to come out. Um, and but how, they're getting much yeah. better. 
And how long has Cousins been in theatres now? Uh, we're 11 weeks now. Wow. So, yeah. Um, I mean, long, 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 mm. long ago, there was this thing called a platform release where you used yeah. to slowly have it in a few cinemas and then you'd add a few more and you'd yeah. add a few more, which is yeah, and by kind of watching five, your... Yeah, week five, you'd be at your peak, right? That's yeah. the way they and used to do it. And watching your journey, I feel like yeah. it's that. Do you feel there is a, a, a change where cinemas are growing and, and maybe they've said no at the start and then they start to say yes or...? Well, we yeah, we had a few that said no at the beginning, but then by week two, actually, to be honest, by the end of the first weekend, I think most of them had come in and said yes. Um, and then some obviously chose to come later because, uh, you know, um, you the way you pay, you, you, your money gets better as the weeks go on. So some cinemas won't necessarily take you in week one because in week one, you know, as filmmakers, we get the most and, and it goes like that. So, um, But actually everyone basically took us between week one and week two because they didn't have much content. By week four, we had Godzilla um, in cinemas. Um, we also went out on the back of... No, we went out just before the school holiday. Yeah, by, by week four, we were in the school holidays, so we had planned... Um, because previously we've released two films and if you go out on the back of a school holiday, mums are so desperate to get away from their kids, they book mum, you know, women's nights, which is actually why the breaker upper is that we're to treat because we had all these women that just wanted to get away from their children and go and see a film. Um, so in that sense, it doesn't feel like the milestones at the moment matter as much. I think that's about to change again, though. Yeah, because we're about to see all these studio blockbusters come back into play. Yeah, so so <laughs> of, of the fun that you experienced, um, what do you think that impact is going to be when they do come back out? Is it all back to how it was before for New Zealand films or is it some new kind of... It's kind of it's so hard to know. I mean, it's it's... I mean, it's been really, it's really interesting that um, both Cousins and Savage are, you know, really um, cultural films and they really strongly reflect our identity and um, are quite important films, I think. Um, and, it's you know, it's quite gratifying in a way because when, actually when we were um, planning our release of those films, you know, there's Baron Toa, there was Baby Dunn, um, and then there was you know, us, Savage, and we were kind of like the ugly child because it was, it, you know, we were, we were the difficult film because we, we were, it's tough, it's not an easy film and um, it demands quite a lot of the audience and I think Cousins does too on a level and um, it, that is, you know, coming from a filmmaker perspective is, is kind of, kind of gutting because you kind of, it, it does make you feel at times you can only make entertainment and, and that, you know, maybe audiences don't want to see films that are challenging anymore. But actually, this last period's shown that they do. And yeah. interestingly, it's the films that are more difficult that have done really well. But as I say, they're films that are very centred on our, um, you know, who we are as, as, as a culture. And um, half of me wonders, I mean, I think... I think, I think the other thing about uh, both our films is that they're quite, they've got scale. They've got, yeah. We've got real scale in both films in terms of 
not, you know, necessarily... I mean, we were both made the films for they're, not yeah. massive budgets. I mean, we but, were lucky that we but had... But bigger than, bigger than Baby Done. Yeah, they're not little low-budget films, but they're also equally not... Um, they're both very hard to make, right? So hard. <laughs> the Film Commission should have given us so much more money. <laughs> and, 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 um, but, but the scale comes from the emotion and the, the themes and the ideas that are being expressed that I think, I hope that maybe that there's something in that, that audiences, New Zealand audiences will continue to respond. And in Australia, they've had a film called The Dry, um, which has done 20 million um, at the box office, and that's just phenomenal. Um, but the Australian box office is doing better than ours, so th- that's the other thing. Although we don't we don't have blockbusters yet, so you can't really work out what it is. Our box office is much lower than it would normally be, um, and of course the problem with that is even with the blockbusters, at least our films would trailer before it, or people would see our posters. You know, we really had to rely on social media. We're both, we've actually both got the same publicist who are amazing, 818 in Auckland. And um, you've really, you know, we really had to up our game, I think, in, in terms of all of that, right? And your campaign was amazing. Like, yeah, Vicky's actually, pam- campaign just kept going and meeting the characters and everything. You were desperate to see the film before. It's because we can't, you out. know, we've extended it so, <laughs> so many times. Maybe, but what, it what else can we do? Yeah, it's it kind of, we were, uh, yeah, we were actually really working quite hard to keep the social going. But, um, I've lost my train of thought what I was going to well, say. Oh, we were actually, that was the, the trailering part of it is significant. Yeah. Um, and because that's where you reach the people that actually pay money to go and see films. So, one of your biggest assets uh, when you release a film is that, that you get, and there's quite a lot of jockeying around, you know where your trailer, who's going to play your trailer, when and... But even delivering it, you have to deliver eight weeks out because then some will do it six weeks, some will do it yeah. before. And, and how many weeks out were, were you? Because, yeah, eight, week, eight weeks is the number sort of bandied around. How long before you were releasing was your trailer we, we out? We released our trailer cinemas. in January. You're right. Because we were going out in April. You were going out. And then... Um, but, but we had two trailers. as well? Or just we had, online? Online, but yeah, we had two but trailers. Yeah. And what about you? We had two trailers too, but um, we went... So uh, the one that everyone's seen, that was in cinemas for probably actually seven weeks. Six and some. But then some of our later cinemas to pick it up, whether only you've shown it for a couple of weeks. We, we had two trailers because we were targeting two different audiences. Um... And the one that you've seen is the mainstream trailer, which um, was geared towards a much broader audience and in a way kind of gave people the film that they sort of anticipated. Um, it, was, it was meant to um, deliver the impression of, a, a, you know, a, a gang film, whereas the film itself is actually a character study. And um, we had a second trailer that... Uh, was was um, centred on relationships and was had uh, was more female skewing. So that was um, strategised to go out through the boutique cinemas, you know, the suburban cinemas around the country where more female, which are dominated by more female, slightly older audiences. So we had two different um, cuts of the trailer that, um, yeah, mm-hmm. we used. Um, 
I guess sort of a, a little bit in summary so we can get to some questions. Um, I think that people are assuming at the beginning of something like um, COVID that if there's no films being made because nobody can make them or there's no big films, yeah, like this, summarising what you're saying is that then you've, you've got nobody watching films to watch the trailer, to get in there, there's nobody... Uh, this is the dark, gloomy version. Um, uh, and then that means that there's no, um, there's no audiences going to the cinemas, so the cinemas can't, you know, uh, afford to survive. In America, we've seen, you know, large cinema chains close down. Mm. I think our exhibitors here have actually done really well to continue. Um, and then if they're not selling the films, the distributors aren't able to make their money and then they can't be supporting the films. And all of these things that everybody had thought might be just how badly it could go here, I think you both, you know, uh, proof that it hasn't. Um, but what do you think as a sort of a, a final thought on the theatrical um, has has changed. I mean, I have seen in Variety this week, they're talking about the windows um, and the 90-day mm. window before when you have a film in theatre and it's 90 days before you can then go and start to put it on um, SVOD or any sort of, you know, streaming subscription um, payment. Exhibitors are not happy for you to have uh, your film being so close, so they called it RIP to the 90-day window this week, and it's 45 days in the US and 30 in the UK. Uh, so that's going to be a big, a big Did, change Have they changed your windows for Cousins all? No, well, yeah. the funny so thing... So where are you... Because you're now going to go, because we've really talked about theatrical. A, yeah. a quick word on the next part of your so, distribution. Well, Cousins is funny because then we... Um, Usually you'd have a strategy is when you go in New Zealand, exactly when you go in Australia. But because Australia kept going in and out of these lockdowns and everything, we weren't sure when we were going to go or even how we were going to go, to be honest. Um, and then um, we just decided to do it and and to set a date. And um, we're going out on 10th of June, which happens to be my birthday, so I really hope it means something. Um, but... Um, and then, but we, we, made, we made that decision a couple of months ago, so we would have had three months and, and Vendetta have just gone crazy emailing everyone. And actually we've, yeah, we're incredibly fortunate with the number of theatres that are taking us. It, it's, it's way more theatres than we ever expected and a real mix between the mainstream and the independents, which is really great. So in that way we didn't, yeah, we didn't date the way you would normally, but also... Um, in terms of the rest of the world, um, we have our international sales um, for English-speaking countries. Is uh, They are working out their strategy. So are they going to go virtual? Are they going to wait for theatres or streamers? So basically everything currently is on the table with this company, but we feel like we're in very, very safe hands. They are really great, and for us it's about partnerships as well, and they're really good in that respect. Um, because you just don't know. I mean, having just lived in the UK, you know, London, I mean, you just... The idea of going to a movie theatre in London is just like, what? You just wouldn't do it. Because you've been locked down for so long, the first thing you're going to do is get a really nice meal or a really nice drink. No one's going to go in the movies for quite a while. And the festivals, you know, that just keep getting pushed and pushed, 
all of that's different because we've all got used to watching really amazing things at home as well. So I think the digital, and you found that, haven't you, digital? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, we had our, our actual release strategy and um, how it played out actually was in a way quite traditional. But, um, um, and we've done, the one of the big things that um, has been quite a surprise for me, and it's, it's, I mean, DVD has, has, you know, officially died, died. Um, yet, uh, we've done really good numbers on DVD out of Australia, like really good numbers, <laughs> and um, and I think, um, and we've also done really significant numbers on digital, so um, which I hadn't quite anticipated, and it's been quite, um, in a way, reassuring to see that um, we can make money on on the film off um, digital. So we've gone out uh, across New Zealand and Australia on all the various platforms. Um, so from, you know, from iTunes to um, Sky TV to um, Foxtel to Google Play, you know, across all the digital platforms. And the returns from them have been, as I said, really substantial. And um, I, um, that is a relief to see that. Um, I do think, though, that um, it's, gonna, it's just more and more hard to be an independent film mm. in the international marketplace. And it's more and more hard to be a drama. I think drama is particularly difficult. Genre I th content, um, which, you know, can sell to the platforms and, you know, often, you know, sometimes get made for, you know, on lower budgets and still get seen. Um, you know, there's... there's perhaps opportunity there, but the drama, you know, stories that we've traditionally made and told, I think are very difficult because the market's, um, you know, the market demand for those, that kind of content, the theatrical models did into, you know, it's very difficult for small independent films that come from this side of the world to find theatrical opportunities around the world. So um, it does make, I, I think provide a, a, a challenge internationally for those kinds of films out of this country. So I think the realities of that. Um, I mean, I'd be dying to know what the what the film commission's been finding on that in that in that space. Um, but um, yeah, that, that that's a challenge that I see. I don't know whether you agree with that. Yeah, I mean, we haven't gone to Julia yet, but yeah, hopefully we'll make good numbers like Vicky did. And uh -huh. it, and it really sounds like you know. Um, like, no one has the answers. No one knows how this will go. And you just... No, and it's like everything. It's, there's, there's always an opportunity if mm, you yeah. find the right pathway. And it's... it's um, in that respect, nothing's changed. Well, yeah. if, you find, if you find your audience, that's a yeah. thing. I mean, it's, it goes to what we're constantly being told. Who's your audience? Who's if your audience? If you don't know, you'll never find them. And actually... It's a nice segue into true. a question from the oh. audience. Oh. Um, so ticket holders... Who registered were given the opportunity to submit a couple of questions. Um, so one of them is, um, do you think the era of travelling to market to sell is dead? God, I hope not. I love going to come. I don't reckon. Love it. I reckon we'll all be back there as fast as we can. Um, yeah. In the meantime, we're all coping fine online. It's, but it's not the same. I actually really like it. 
You like I not love, get going I to the market? I love the speed dating, and I'm not saying that just because Chris is here. I literally love that because unlike the other ones where you kind of go and, you know, there's lots of noise around you and, you know, you know you've got 20 minutes and then you've got to run across town to get to whatever and then you don't want to be late and you're thinking about that. You've just got 20 minutes on the screen and you've all done your little prep and I just feel like, yeah, you get in and out, you, like, form a better relationship because no one's stressed and hot and sweaty and, yeah, yeah way better. Yeah. Yeah. It does, yeah, the online like environment that. does yeah. give you way more control. Yeah, I, it and does. And usually, if, you know, when we go to Cannes to try and, you know, find partners for our, our films, you're always jet-lagged, so you're always And you're always running from this to that <laughs> to that, and it's like... Yeah. And you're always, you know, you have meetings with um, sales agents in their offices and there's always, it's a busy office, there's 15 people yeah. uh, doing things and jumping into, you know, interrupting your meetings or whatever. But, so and it's also actually they're going to talk to 30 people that day and that's before they then do the cocktails. Like, yeah. But I still, th- I still think that there is real value in being on the ground with people because... Um, you know, Savage is a good example of that. We, I took Sam across to Cannes when I was financing the film and um, he, he had an amazing time because um, we, we had these meetings where people were, you know, we literally had a, a guy panting at us across the table in one of our meetings. But um, it, it, he, we, we had a meeting where we walked in um, and sat down and we'd done a deal within 10 minutes and, and it was with Film Constellation, which Amazing. was just cool. sort of out of this world. And it, it's kind of an example of the value of just being in an environment where lots of people are looking at a lot of things and they know they have to jump. Yeah, they've got money. They, Whereas yeah. the online environment doesn't replicate that. But will they have money now? Yeah, that's, that's the question. That was going to yeah. be my question. Do you think the market will have money now? I mean, will there be a market to go to? Well, and it's not just will they have the money, uh, will they spend it? Like, are they scared? Are they worried that the the theatres aren't going to be the same or are they worried about putting their hand in their pockets too early? Are we going to keep getting um, the old age-old, they'll buy it once it's made um, because it's a safer bet? I'm I'm not sure. We're trying to finance something at the moment and people will definitely take our meetings and they like it, but... Are they going to put their hands in their pockets? It's to me feels harder. It's the, it's it's more more risk averse than yeah. it's ever been. Yeah, yeah. So cast, for example, is a big critical factor in perhaps convincing someone to pay. Should I throw to see if there are any questions in the audience? I know there were some more questions sent in. Um, if you feel they haven't been sort of addressed. You could still raise it again. Didn't mean I didn't like it. Um, I just felt we might have covered. Hi. It's you. Yes, you. Oh, Row two. Um, now, you're, you're talking a lot about um, cinemas. And um, I'm thinking about the small screen, which is, it seems to me, which is where everyone's gone in the COVID world. Mm-hmm. People have gone to the small screen. Why is the big screen still so important? Uh, You haven't mentioned anything like Netflix or any of those other companies. Um, And my question is really, should we be still pursuing the the big screen? Or is is it 
more, it's a, perhaps a better idea to, to pursue the small screen? I, I, I was going to say that I, I don't think anything can replace the big screen myself. And it's, it was interesting. Um, I still think people want communal experiences. And I, it was, you know, it was amazing releasing Savage because you'd sit in a cinema and you'd literally be sitting next to people, and you would have found this with cousins too, who were crying. Mm. And I had emails from um, lots of people off, out of, um, you know, in response to Savage who wanted to share their responses to the film and who told me stories about sitting behind someone who was a mess or or who they talked to after the screening. And um, I think it's a narrower band that we're, we're operating with it in terms of the films that will play at, at cinemas well, that will attract mm. large numbers. But I, I don't think... Um, Myself, I don't think that, that people have moved away from that as an option. It's just that it will be within a narrower bandwidth that people so make that choice. A, 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 the box office is still sort of viable. It's, I, it, it's, well, we, our films have shown that it is. Um, and, um, but I think fewer films will do that. Um, so, I and I think, I think, I think that I, we're sort of going with that kind of um, culture kind of identity conversation was that I think that films that are much more character-driven or um, maybe more domestic drama-type films, I think those ones will perhaps find it a bit more difficult. But those I, films always have, so... And, <laughs> and it is, it is, it is, like, with always way, it is dependent on the film and it's dependent on the genre. So the breaker operas. Um, made more at the box office than both Savage and Cousins. Uh, and we also sold to Netflix, and it's done really, really well on Netflix. So I, I just I don't think that you can say one way or another. I think for both of these particular films, they are they were both made for the big screen. They're both epic. They're, they um, span decades, you know, you go on that journey. Um, and if I'm honest it would probably have made me cry to know that a lot of people could have watched Cousins only on their phone and not on the big screen. Um, but I think for some films, I mean, yeah, and some films, absolutely. The reality for New Zealand films is that they're not getting picked up by no. those Netflix and platforms at the front end, and so they're being bought. Yeah, we got bought out, out from South Once South they're West. made. Yeah, from and a film so festival. the financing doesn't really work around... Um, that is a proposition. Yeah, you, you yeah, generally you have, have to have, have theatrical yes. release in order to access the funding. Yeah. Um, so that's why we generally talk about theatrical first. Uh, but there is a lot of talk out there of, you know, can you day and date? What you know, that's what I'm talking about with the reduced theatrical window. But that's like the front runner. It's even a loss leader and in some cases, but it's where all the focus is, all the advertising, all the, yeah. you know, the, the glitz and the glamour, and, and that's what they think will make people go um, even to watch it or to watch, watch it online. They'll go, oh, I saw something about that. I, I want to watch that now. Um, have we got another question? And then I'm sure I'll get booted There's off. Two. Hi. Um, hi. Uh, I was just wondering, in terms of 
uh, dealing with streamers, whether or not it's your primary release or, or secondary after you know cinema. Um, is there the same focus on dates as there is clearly with the cinema release, or is it less of a that is an interesting question that I can't answer that well. I mean, for the breaker operas, um, we went out on Valentine's Day <laughs> um, to, yeah, 190 countries at the same time. So so basically 9 a.m. in 190 countries. Um, uh, and and the, then they did their campaign. So we were in the... Um, they allowed us to actually do three f film festivals before that to get some hype. So we're in London, so that's and two two in New York. But so basically, October November we we're in film festivals and then publicity and then we went on that. Um, uh, but I, I I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't really know the answer to that one. No, I'm sorry, but I, I I was going to say that the streamer sales are, you know. Um, they're a goal that everybody has, you know, oh, it's and um, yeah. it's it's complicating because it's almost your first priority once the film's made is, is to see if you can secure a significant sale to a streamer that will take the product global. We work with sales agents, yeah. um, so, so we deliver our films to um, a sales agent who takes the role of representing it and strategizing its its marketing and sales globally. So, um, but for reunion, they because it is a genre film, they actually our sales agent did take it straight to the platforms, and lots of them were like, "Yeah, we like it, um, but not right now." As opposed to what they usually say is, "No," but it's like not right now. And so you get to wait a few months, and then you get the no. But that was also because they had so much content. Yeah. They needed so much content that they weren't really sure. But because there's so many films never getting theatrical, then... Yeah, and I think the, the date thing is important to them because they look at how much volume they're trying to put out. It's their own resources, and it's the saturation of how much they think people can uh, take in if everything comes on the screen you know, at the same time um, and new this week. Um, yeah. yeah, and those sales are not necessarily really valuable. You know, they don't always, uh, they're not always um, for a massive amount. And they, for a New Zealand film, it can mean that you're, you're on a platform with, you know, a lot of other content. And so it's not necessarily the best thing for the film because you can disappear on those platforms too. The problem that you have then is, is finding a way for your film to have, get profile because it's in yeah. the hand of these platforms in terms of how they reflected on their site and you might be tucked away in the back drawer somewhere on the site that for no one ever to find, you know. Yeah. So now I feel like I can almost smell pizza. Would you like us to take one Would quick one more question over there? Yeah. Hi. Hi. Um, congrats on your Thanks. <laughs> um, I was just wondering if you had any um, interesting kind of breakdown of like where the film played really well in New Zealand like South Island, North Island, suburban cinemas versus... Well, actually, we were both very... We both did well in the Bay of Plenty, didn't we? Regional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, weird. I mean, it makes sense for us because we shot half of it in Rotorua, but... Um, it, was, it was partly because Auckland was messy. Mm. So for both of us, we had um, less than, you know, uh, ideal releases in Auckland, and the Auckland box office was down across both films, and... 
for Savage, we um, when you when you release a film, you but you literally get a report that will will track through all of your screens that you're on and the how many numbers you're doing in each screen. So it comes through um, once a week, isn't it? Twice yeah. a week, twice a week. But um, um, it, so yeah, we we did really great numbers in the regions um, and obviously in Wellington, which was our film's home. But um, yeah, we did pretty yeah we did pretty well here too. Um, but now, actually, weirdly, Auckland is coming back for us. Manukau is, is actually doing really well. So uh, it, was, it was quite um, confronting doing the releases because you would have done the same. We, you, it's the first time that I'd been around a lot of cinemas in a long time. And, um, oh, God, there are, there are so many big, you know, massive cinema spaces. And you'd go in and, and there'd be no one else around. You know, you'd, there'd be your event and then yeah, five other people drifting in to see a film, which was pretty confronting. But e even with us, so we, we, did some, yeah. we did some Q and A's, um, you know, over the weekends and we went to one in Upper Hutt in the um, theatre up there. That's the name escapes me, begins with M. But Monterey. yes, we had to knock on the door. Briar and I had to knock on the door at eight o'clock to get let in. And we're like, what? And we were the only screening so although they had six or five cinemas they were done for the day and that's what we found actually is that all of them are minimizing their, yeah. their screening times so that also makes it harder so um half of me wonders whether we've yet seen the proper fallout here in new zealand of the you know well, the, i, feel I like think the bigger got, venues particularly yeah. I, I sort of half I, I don't i don't really know but um i haven't spoken to yeah, anybody I mean, I lately both, both the film but at small suburban kind of cinemas. Yeah. Nice. Which still feels like a more comfortable space. Yeah. You know, just emotionally than going into a, a big cinema in town kind of experience. So I'm yeah. wondering if... Although Rickerton, uh, Christchurch Rickerton, that for us did massive numbers. Yeah. So so you've still got the students, I'm assuming, yeah. around there that are still doing it. But yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm, I get confused about whether it's our, our age... No, <laughs> whatever. I, I mean, whether, come on. Is this because I'm older and I like the smaller whatever. cinemas, or is, Mar or is it? Is Mar it? Um, does not think we're old, do you? As, you know, the, yeah, the rest thanks. of New Zealand, the rest of New Zealand still love the big cinema. Well, I know. I went to the big cinemas because I am um, I love seeing a big screen. I don't like a lot of people sitting next to me, so I loved COVID because <laughs> I could just have so much space. No one was chomping popcorn in my ears. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy for that, but they need to stay open. Um, yeah. Look, I, I, I cried during both of your films, and um, I'm really delighted that you could share your stories with us tonight and give us a sense of hope, actually, I think. Um, we've seen your successes, and I think you've given us a sense of hope for where films could go, but it seems like an ever-changing road ahead of us. So I'd just like to thank um, Georgina Condor and Vicky Pope. Thank you very thank much. You. The talk series is proudly supported by the New Zealand Film Commission and Images and Sound. Music for the podcast was provided by Poddington Bear and voiceover is Lucy Wigmore. <laughs>